Can you say it once for Mark? So you're listening to Lowering the Tone. Lowering the Tone. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Lowering the Tone with me, Meet Katie. It's good to be back. This episode I have Damon Pages Oliver, better known as Ollie, the CEO of Blazing Swan, which I was lucky to attend this year. I'm going to be giving all the crew from Alliance a shout later. So many people to name check. But before I do that, I need to give the donations and pledges people a shout. That's Ian Snedden, Sacco Naslumian, Nate Aguillard, Luke Caswell, Jim McKenzie and Ryan McQuillan. Thanks guys. If you'd like a track listing for this show, you need to go to patreon.com forward slash lonatone. Right, let's get going. Onwards and upwards.
is those you listening with Katie on lowering the tone.
Okay, this is something brand new from me. Black Light. It'll be available through all good music merchants very soon on Lowering the Tone. Black Light. Chicago Loop on Lowering the Tone with Mick Katie. Black Light. Black, black. 
more information on Lauren Latone, go to laurenlatone.london.
the life that of a resident But I've a known scheme that of the president Tapping my phone, whose crew's abused I stand accused to do one harm Cause I'm louder than a bomb No telling you selling power building the nation Join the set the point blank target Every brother's inside so at least now you forget no Taking the blame is not a waste Here taste a bit of the song so you can never be wrong Just a bit of advice cause we've been paying the price Cause every brother man's life is like swinging the dice right Here it is once again This is the brother to brother the terminator the cutter Going on and on leave alone the wrong Get it straight mediated now Troop it to demonstrate the posse Oh it's ready 98 and 98 My posse come quick because my posse got velocity Tapping my phone they never leave me alone I'm even lethal when I'm on Cause I'm out of it
Right, time to name check a few people from the Alliance crew. Firstly, I need to give Kimbo, aka Kim Island, a massive shout. I stayed with him while I was out in Australia uh, with his wife, Kelly Island, and their beautiful children, Oscar and Lily. Also, Gooders, um, become good friends with him while I was there. Another guy who really took care of me. And also, a big shout out to Jess. Thank you for letting me stay. I had an awesome time.
listening to Lowering the Tone with me, Katie.
second part of giving the Alliance crew a shout. No fixed order. Aaron and Tracy, Al and Ollie, Brad and Tim, Dom and Dave, Brad and Gemma, Caroline, Dave Cryer, SB, lovely seeing you again SB, it's been many many years, Kate, Harmony, Paulie, Jane, JB, Ari and Jezza, Joe and Jenny, Kurt and Charlie, Lewis and Susie Q, Neil and Lily, Lucy and Roy, Sato, Misha, uh, V, Sarah, Sophie, Ned, Tuck, and not forgetting my man, Obi. It was lovely meeting all of you. I can't tell you how much of a wonderful time I had, and um, I hope to see you all again next blaze maybe before
few more shouts from the blaze um it's to the outrigger island crew that's brett Haley, lisa kit kat and steve thank you very much what can i say i've never had an empty glass when i was hanging out with you guys Okay, onwards and upwards with the show. Mm-hmm. 
is Arcana, and you're listening to Lowering the Tone with Meet Cater. before we get into that interview with Ollie. Plenty of techno this episode. I hope you've enjoyed the music.
Right, you should all know by now, the way to help the show is to share the links. Facebook, Twitter, all your social media platforms, just share the link, make a comment. Anything you can do to spread the word is much appreciated. Right, I think that's it for the music. It's time to get into an interview with Ollie. Right, hello and welcome to uh, Lower a Tone. Um, this time around, I have um, Ollie, one of the uh, the CEO of um, Blazing Swan, which I've just played at um, the weekend just gone. Anyone that's been to Burning Man, um, you would know what a regional burn is. Personally, this is one of the best I've played at, and I've played at these burns all over the world, but um, in particular. This was very successful, well well organised, and I was pretty much blown away. Blown away. Um, hi, Ollie. How are we doing, Mark? <laughs> we all right. That's a bit of a yeah, thing to live up to. <laughs> I know, I know. So, <laughs> I mean, let, let's get let's get started. Um, let's start from the beginning. How the fuck did you take a few friends? from an idea to what I've just seen, which is like, what was it, 3,500 people? Uh, we had about just, probably about 2,500 is what we oh, had. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it's, um, with the numbers, we, we're still waiting for the numbers to come through, the final tally, um, with who checked in and all that sort of stuff. Um, just going with the boys who uh, do our ticketing system, who are probably all now at Africa Burn. Yeah. Um, I know I got a message from them checking in and saying, we're off comms for the next... Uh, week or so because we're going to have a bit of time in Africa Burn so they're all doing that but yeah at the moment we're looking at about two and a half thousand people were rocked up there two six or something like Mm. I I just have to say um, it it blew my socks off yeah and um, I can't I can't recommend your event enough yeah it's a a very interesting event it's um because people don't really get it until they get there and it's I've been to a couple of burns like well well, to get back to your thing about how did we start it and what did it go from, let's let's go through what my history is with the burn. I was doing a motorcycle trip through North and Central America and I caught up with a friend who used to live with in Edinburgh and he took me up to this music festival, uh, No Depression, up in Seattle. And um, I was chatting about it and we wanted to go see something else. And I go, oh, my friends are going to this thing, Burning Man. I've heard about it a few times and wouldn't mind checking it out. This is back in 2010. We're like, oh, yeah, cool. We'll just rock up and um, grab some tickets because you could still do it that time at the gate there. So took Highway 1 down on the motorbike, cruised along and got caught up with some friends and um, they had all RVs and I'm on my motorbike. A mate had a uh, tent and stuff that he was camping with. I had a little tent. We rock up to the gate and it's like... Well, this is a bit weird. It's pretty full on. There's heaps of people there. <laughs> but, and, but at Burning Man. Yeah, at Burning, yeah, this is at Burning Man. And like I'd sort of given up festivals because um, I'm in my 40s now and it's like I'm sort of done with the festival thing. If I want to go see a band, I'll go watch a band play yeah. or see a music, got to see that. But yeah, then I got to Burning Man and it's like, it's definitely not a festival. It's something completely different. It's, it's a bit of a lifestyle. Isn't yeah, it? it's, a, it's a whole cultural community sort of thing. It's... Um, completely different and um yeah when i first got there we just camped up wild with a group of friends and then went exploring that day and oh my god what an experience it was it was yeah we didn't come home yeah we didn't come home till about 10 o'clock the next morning after leaving about 10 o'clock that morning right and just had the time of our lives and we were a little bit frazzled and 
remember waking up in the tent and because of the sun there, it's just so stinking hot. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of um, campers behind us. This gay couple, these guys were just absolutely awesome. They come over and go, we were virgins once too. They <laughs> pulled out yeah. this big uh, portable air conditioner and put it in our tent. And we just sat there and just living large. They lived half, yeah. yeah, we had an air conditioner in our tent and just slept the whole day. And then we ended up having the best time with them and all the stories that come with them. about all this sort of, the things that go on at Burning Man. Yeah. And, like all the penis massaging stuff and all the crazy <laughs> things that they were telling us about. and Yeah. Um, and then just just absolutely just, wow, this is absolutely amazing. I've got to come back here again and check it out and see what it's all about again. Because, yep. like, you don't quite get a burn until you've been for the first time because yeah. they're a very different experience. I mean, I mean, mm. I mean you can't, can't actually stress what people take from a burn mm. it's just so i mean it's so personal yeah absolutely and, um, yeah i mean obviously you've and what you've, you can you contribute something. yeah because yeah. it's because it's about what you what you can give to the community to help each other out because everyone's yeah. giving and, and it's so amazing to see all the gifts and stuff that people give to each other so, um, was that immediate um, yeah just like yeah. wow I've, i really i dig this sort of whole thing and i really just loved it and ended up coming back about two years later to burn again because coming from australia it costs it costs about $10,000 to do a Burning Man <laughs> yeah, experience for the whole thing. Because if you're going to go from Australia, you may as well stay for a month or so in America. Yeah. Is, it, is, is, is it expensive to um, feel the love? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But it's well worth it and yeah. stuff like that. Because I think on my last trip, I flew into Dallas with some friends I met on that trip and um, rode a motorcycle across America and back to San Francisco, caught up, got an RV, and then went out to Bang and did the RV, the glamping whole thing. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. yeah hanging out, being very glamorous camping. And, um, yeah, loved it. And then after that, it was like, I think we need to do something like this back in Is back that, in is that what it was? You came back well, and yeah, said, I, we need this. Yeah, well, it's like I'd love – the amount of effort I've got to go to to make it happen in the US, I can't build stuff. I can't do uh, – because yeah. I'll have to be there for a long time beforehand. And the, getting stuff from Australia to, to San Fran or out to Nevada Desert yeah, is – it's a huge thing. And it costs, what – nearly ten thousand dollars just normally yeah. then you got to do all the art stuff and it's like i wish i could make this happen in in perth here and it'd be absolutely amazing i knew there was a burn over east but that's still a fair way away as well it's right. like about what yeah four I mean, thousand like blaze is um unique to, yeah to, to perth yes it certainly is um it's a there's no other because well, it's, it's not really a festival it's a community coming together and it's an expression of yeah. community yeah yeah and um, which is the important part. Everyone thinks it's a festival, and it's not quite a festival. And it's not there. No one's there for the music. Well, people are there for the music, but we're not putting on music. Everyone yeah, who goes there puts the it. stuff. Yeah, yeah, put their sound camps on or their food camps, the corn or yeah, yeah. or what the art. Yeah, mm. the and the artwork that comes the, out yeah. there. It's just yeah, it's quite interesting. So, um, like, what was the bit where you came back and went? Oh, like, how how did you get your community together? How how, how did you get like? A group of friends and went yeah. like let's let's do this yeah, like, yeah what was the moment you went like well because what this. we did was good old facebook um there's a few crew talking about it i think it was a there's a group called perth burners and we're on that there's a few crew on there not huge amounts and it's um we kept saying oh this would be awesome we could do that we could be awesome and finally someone said meeting at my house this date that time i think it was back in 2012 or 13 12 or 13, I think it was, December 12. So 
went up to Paul Jorgensen's house, who was also involved with Africa Burn and stuff like that, and okay. he's been involved with Burning Seed. So as you're well. connected. You're connected with Burning Seed and yeah, cause my, a lot of the burns because we help. It's a big community worldwide that help each other out as well. So we've yeah. got contacts. If you go to one burn, you normally been to a few burns and stuff yeah. like that. And so was that was that the thing? Like, did you contact? Burning Man and go like we we want to do something or is yeah. it something you've done off your own backs? Well, because we, we wanted to do it, we did it off our own backs, and then to become a regional event, you've got to meet all this criteria to Burning Man and write off, write to them and say we want to looking at doing this, and they'll give you all the stuff that what goes was, through. What, what, well, making sure what, that you meet all the yeah. principles that you've yeah. got um, because. What what are the principles? I, I like the things I'm, I'm asking you because I, I I like a lot of the people that are listening to this show right now is. Um, they don't know. Yeah, the principles, because Burning Man's got um, 10 principles, which I probably have to do a quick check on my phone to remember That's what all right. the principles are about. Um, but <laughs> yeah, even though I run, I still got to try and remember all the principles. Well, it goes on basically, uh, it's radical inclusion. Um, so anyone's uh, included to come in and join with us uh, doesn't mean if you don't. If you stuff up, we'll give you a second chance and stuff like that. But it's yeah. we welcome the stranger coming in and help out where you can. But if you're not joining a part of the community, you, it's still you've got to earn your keep, so to speak, to be right. in the community because the community is about helping each other out. And because yeah. to me, the biggest part of what our burn and most burns are is community because it's creating the community that creates the whole vibe of the whole event. Event because we're actually Blazing Swan itself. To me, the seven-day event we do out at um, Coolin, out in the Wheat Belt, which is about three and a half hours or three hours out of Perth to the east, um, that's just a celebration of what we do out throughout the year. So, because it's a year-round process of what we do at Blazing Swan, right? So it's we've got a warehouse based in basically the heart of Fremantle. This is Nest, yeah. The Nest, yeah. The Swan's Nest. Yeah, I, I went. Mm. I went up there to see some of the builds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like how I dodge the ten principles sort of thing, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So it's a, the whole year is put together. For everyone collaborating and building art cars, art pieces, theme camps, and everything that goes out to create what Blazing Swan's about, and everyone helping each other where they can. And so you, so you give you you give the people that are building sand camps. You get you give them like a, a somewhere to work from. Yeah. So we got a big was a thousand square meter. Uh, undercover warehouse space in central Frio um, and then we've also got a bit of outdoor space as well probably about that same again about a thousand square meters outside and one of our crew Louis runs his scaff yard at the back as well so I it's handy Louis. to have the scaffold yeah Louis a, a character he's well, one of give Louis a shout yeah um, and he had his son last time I saw him yep absolutely well because Louis sort of he's been doing I don't know if you know the background of uh, the burns before we become Blazing Swan. So no. Louis was actually holding burns, so to speak. Just um, a group of friends going and catching up, probably a couple of hours north of Perth, up near the um, sand dunes and up near Durian. Right, okay. And so they build this little, build a man out of yeah. wooden and just party for a night that, or two. It's that effigy thing. Of like yeah, that, so building the effigy of the man yeah. and then having a big party, everyone dressed up and doing, it's very Burning Man-esque. Um, for for people that don't know, it's like it's just um, it's actually a pagan ritual, isn't it? Well, um, of the burning of the man, that sort of that release. Yeah, it's I suppose it's it's different to different people what it represents because there's always like the actual burning man itself. 
Does that mean burning the man, burning the establishment, or yeah. is it just having a big party yeah. around a big bonfire that I guess, yeah, happens to be a shape? It's different for everyone. Yeah. Right? I suppose you, could, you put it to pagan rituals. What's pagan? People against goodness yeah, and yeah. niceness or whatever the well, pagans I, are? I mean, I mean <laughs> I've always I've always felt that the burning the man sort of is symbolic mm. of like... Um, um, burning your worries, mm-hmm. your inhibitions, yeah. uh, all the shit that you walk around with every day. Yep, and um, that—that's how I view yeah. it. Yeah, um, so it's it's, it's symbolic. Because we have um, the two burns there. We've got the the party burn, which is for us, it's we have the swan rather than yeah. the man. Yeah. Um. So we burn the swan. That's the big party time. Run a yeah. mark, have a good time. And then you've got the temple burn, which is probably more sacred and solemn sort of yeah, burn. Yeah, I where, mean, that's just saying mm, goodbyes. I yeah. mean, people leave messages, beautiful messages yeah. in the temple. And uh, you, you, uh, I mean, it, I guess it's the same sort of principle as Burning Man is that you have a temple, mm. that bit where you can leave messages to people that have passed on. Yeah. And that, like, and that, it, it's very um, solemn. Yeah, exactly. Because with the burn of the temple, it's like... Yeah, well, it's like this year. We had one of our close friends who'd been there um, from the start of Blazing Swan as an because we are a not-for-profit organisation as well, which makes us but that's slightly nothing, interesting. That's nothing. Yeah. I, was, I was actually going to get onto this, is mm. that like, you, you are non-profit, which is yeah. amazing. And, yeah. Uh, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank no, you. No, no, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't... T- uh, if I was wearing a hat, I'd take it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll just go back to the temple thing. This year, we had... Um, one of our close friends who uh, was there at the start, Ron Jacobs, who actually uh, passed away just recently this year, just before we had our burn. So we had a bit of a incentive in some of the um, temple and stuff here. So it's always a heartfelt sort yeah. of burn. Um, like the first year, we, we the first burn we were going to do um, back in 2014 with Blazing Swan, we weren't really going to have a temple because we didn't have time to do something. Okay. But we had... Um, Wes Lamont, who's was on the committee when we started, um, done heaps of stuff. He had a friend who passed away for him, right. and from the burn community, he'd been met over a Burning Man and stuff like that. And in the last minute, I think we had a week or so before the event, and we decided to build a temple. Um, very last minute, and uh, what what year was this? Sign? It was two thousand and fourteen. Right. Okay. So he built the temple within a week with the scraps and odds and ends lying around. And it was like, it could be a good thing. And then when it's finished, oh, my God, it had the, like, this is a temple. This is something yeah. that you come to and it has a special yeah. place in a moment. And people come and riding stuff on there. Even just the burning of it, it was just so magical, the whole thing. Yeah. And it's hard to describe what a the difference between a temple and effigy burn is. I think with, um, mm. with the burn of the effigy is that that, that release... I don't want to say awake because awake makes it sound morbid. It's not. Mm. It's almost a celebration of life, but Mm. it's really respectful. Yeah. That's the way I view it. Yeah, absolutely. Because I remember Burning Man when I sat there the first time I saw Temple Burn, because they have huge structures over there that look ginormous, and everyone's sitting around this whole thing, and there's people crying and but yeah. it's not a, sometimes it's a sad crying but it's mainly just a release of everything and people just hugging yeah. each other and understanding and it just felt so amazing just to be in that sort of group of people going through that moment and then yeah. afterwards it was really nice and beautiful space to be in i had um, a fantastic story about um, some guys in seattle mm-hmm. um at, at burning man is that um, some guy he, he rented his house out to students and one of the kids went um just went off fucking grid and yeah. shot up the house and um the guy took everything from the house and 
put it into a trailer, took it to Burning Man and gave it to like the people that were building the temple. Mm. And um because um some kids died in his house. Yeah. And they built they they helped, you know, like release some wood. and move on, yeah. And um and he just wrote a fantastic and very moving thing of like like I'm sorry this happened. Yeah. I'm really sorry this happened. Mm. And this guy, I mean He's a landlord. Mm. Like most landlords, don't give a shit no. about anything. But he he was devastated that yeah. this had happened on his property, and then um, part of the temple at Burning Man was built with the shit from his house. He literally emptied, he gutted his house yeah. and took everything out there, and they burnt it. And, mm. and that was his message to other people. He's turning negative to a positive. Yeah, and and just put, release and he stuff put a like. wonderful message up. And yeah. I mean, it went kind of. It went across, obviously, like YouTube and everything. Mm. But um, I think that that's what the difference is. But Burning the Man is like this thing of like it's a celebration of life. Yeah. Whereas the Burning of the Temple is like um, it's a celebration yeah. of life, but in a different way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's like it's more like, introspective. Than, yeah. yeah. So it's and it, it's you've seen it at Burning Man. It, I mm. mean, for the amount of people, like tens of thousands of people, is silent. All yeah. you hear is these crackles. We're trying to get through that to our community yet, so yeah. they're still trying to understand it. Because, like, I think we had a few people but, yahooing and stuff like that. But, the yeah, yeah. but it's 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 a slow process and an educational thing, and sort of a lot of people get it. Yeah, and then yeah. So. I mean, I mean, it's a it's a somber affair, mm. but in the same breath, it's like that moment of reflection. Yeah, for everyone that we've mm. lost. Yeah, and and I mean. Everyone loses people. Oh, absolutely. Well, through, through, it's part of life, isn't well, it? Everyone well, yeah, gains I, people and loses people. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I've, I, I've got a thing on my Facebook page, and I just, it, it was the most wonderful thing that I read, and it said, "If you're here, you're not alone." Yeah. And then, yeah. It, it, you know, I'm, I'm patting my chest right now because yeah. that, that got me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, sorry, yep. not to dwell too much. That's on all right. Yeah. Um, right. How like I, I have to say this is that like, I played this year and mm-hmm. I was brought out by the Alliance crew, which um, I need. To, I'll, I'll give them a big a shout. Rebel in, scum, in, yeah. <laughs> um, but like, where was the bit? It's like like what it was Perth two, two million people the city? Maybe? Yeah, I think we're about one point six. Well, it could be over two million people. I, don't know, I haven't really checked recently. I mean, for the size yeah. of the city mm. and what I just encountered yeah. is insane. <laughs> the, like per. per Per head, yeah. the, the, the art, everything is like. Um, do, you, do you want to run off like a little bit about the sound camps? Like not just sound camps, also the the art. Well, to to us, what Blazing Swan about? It's an arts event, and it's about the culmination of the community expressing itself through art. Obviously, sound is art as well. So, um, there's all sorts of different sound camps. Obviously, we've got the big. Um, the big one is God said no. In your own words, you've got to share this story. All right, I'll go through the how we got to the because there was when we first originated there was two camps. There was God said no and God said yes. Um, we had them. One was on the lake, and because the lake we've got is not really usable because it's a bit yeah. too soft. Um, and that, it's, unlike, it's a salt lake, isn't yeah, it? it's a big yeah. salt lake that fills with water, and unlike Burning Man, you can't walk across it or drive <laughs> cars unless you sink down to your knees and stuff like that. And then. Uh, we had a, the swan in the middle, and then the other side, in a straight line, we had uh, God said yes. So we could go either way, God said yes or no on either side. But the story behind God said no, the sound camp, um, we were... <laughs> I know this story. Yeah, so awesome. <laughs> we'd set up Blazing Swan and been looking for places to actually hold Blazing Swan. And then um, 
get a call from Frankie Frank Mitchell, who's on the board and is there regional. I met Frank. Yeah, yeah he's nice our guy, yeah. Burning Man regional contact for Western Australia. And um, he goes, oh, I've got this got this place. We're going to have a look at this property. We need to go down. It's just about an hour and a half, uh, two hours south of southeast of Perth. It's like, so we were jumping the cars, four of us, I think, down there. I think it was Louis, Frankie, myself and I can't remember who else is in the car. Like we, the key players. Yeah, it's all the, the committee crew were just trying to get everything going because we hadn't found a venue by that t- at, at that stage. Um, this is back in 2013, end of 2013, I think it was. Um, so we hightailed it down to the place and met the owners of the property down there. It's like, oh, wow, this looks really cool. It's a big rolling hills granite outcrops on this let's just think of like green meadows and there was a little creek down the middle of this place where we were looking at putting it and it was Beautiful. like absolutely stunning setting it's probably a bit steep in some areas so art cars would have been have had a bit of an issue to getting around but yeah. it just looked amazing it's like yeah amazing space so we're chatting to the people down there and um was it the owner um she um had some amazing credentials. She'd been playing in New York at the Pro Marijuana concert back in the 70s, sung on there and had all these contacts. It was amazing. It's like, this is perfect. This is just too good to be true. And we ended up coming back to the household and they have all these woofers that come in and out that stay there, which is what the willing workers on organic farms. So there's all backpackers coming through, amazing artwork throughout the house. This is really cool. Sit down and chatting. I'm doing the last sort of chat and we're about to leave and she goes all right so not too sure um where we're going to go what i'll do is i'll i'll pray and i'll ask god and see where it's what's going to happen and i was like well that come out of left field okay cool okay uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just roll with that that's fine so left there and was like had a bit of a chat yeah, it's beautiful space absolutely amazing that little praying thing was a bit interesting so we left it and still continue looking for other places and we're having a, a meeting we're all up in the hill at paul's place um, up in the hills and we're talking and the phone rings and um, someone answers it and goes hi and this is such and such from the property um, just like to let you know that um, God said no <laughs> and <I was> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> God said no? He's like okay no well, to well, your event. <laughs> yeah God said no to holding it here it can't happen here so I was like oh okay that's cool so then um, down the track we ended up finding Coolin and yeah because the process we went through was like we'd been scouring we've been writing letters to all the regional areas trying okay. to find a space within a certain uh criteria x amount of distance from perth so it had a bit of a, a filter for people who really wanted to go there yeah. had to make the journey yeah. and stuff like that and we'd written to just about every every single shire we could think of in in the thing and then finally Coolin got back to us and said that sounds amazing that so someone there a young girl jen wisson who goes yep i know about burning man all that sort of stuff oh really yeah so she'd known about it so, so she, they were on side so yeah after, they knew what's going on cool and uh cool cool it's an amazing yeah. little community they've got like the tin horse highway out and that, there. yeah the tin horse highway because yeah. I mean. the site we hold it on is where they have the cool and bush races Okay. Every year in October. Can you explain what a bush race is for people that don't so know? So what bush races are in regional, I think it's all around Australia, definitely in Western Australia, they have um, horse racing in small community areas. And basically it's an excuse to get get together and drink beer. Yep. Well, apparently there's horses running around that 
I've been to a few bush races and I think I saw horses at one of the events I've been to. <laughs> right, okay. We're more at the bar having a good time to get together and catch up. And I mean, they're famously for people to get wasted. Oh yeah, it's it, well, it's a good it's a good time. It's everyone, the whole community comes together. Plus, yeah. everyone they tour around Australia. Well, it's not tour, but they go to different areas, all the regional areas, and it's a big community get together. Because yeah. I grew up up north in the in the Pilbara. Um, okay. And when I was young, probably around about, was it five or six, we used to go there and the greasy pig chases at the horse races and all sorts <laughs> of stuff. greasy pig. Yeah, trying to catch, whoever gets the greasy pig gets to keep the pig. And, oh, really? Yeah, have a pig on a spit <laughs> and stuff like that. And Yeah, it's small community stuff and farming areas and stuff like that. Yeah. Cooling as a town, I mean, they, they do benefit from the, mm. from the um, infrastructure you you bring in. I, I actually met someone at Alliance where, where I was playing. Um I sat next to a couple, and they were from the town, mm. and um, they were just absolutely hammered drunk. Yeah. <laughs> the way that they sort of conveyed it was like, we prefer this. Yeah. There's no mess. Mm. Yeah, everyone cleans up, mostly yeah. after themselves. That's yep. something we're still trying to instill in people, but for, yeah. if, for an aftermath of an uh, event of that size and type in such an area, the mess we have to clean up, is really small like i think in comparison I know to the someone, people it was one little camp with about four tents that got left behind oh really but there's other bits and pieces of moop which is what matter out of places which is one of the principles which is leave no trace yeah personally yep. i prefer to leave a positive trace than leave no trace yeah, yeah. i mean i mean i have a wonderful mm. thing at glastonbury when people like if people go and they camp and they're just basically just wasted can't mm. can't think yeah. And they leave, and they leave their tent. Yeah. Um, the tents get packaged up for them, um, and they send them off to, like, um, Africa. Whoever needs them, and yeah. So they kind of encourage, actually, they encourage that behaviour mm-hmm. of, like, like, it's fine to leave stuff. But, I mean, at a burn, you kind of need to pack it up and give it yeah. to them. Yeah. Because someone mean, has to pack that it. up. Yeah. Glastonbury's probably obviously got a team who can pack up uh, absolutely. the yeah. whole thing, whereas we're running off a whole group of volunteers. Yeah. Like, I'm probably the only, I am the only person that gets paid. Right. Draws so away you're from the only full-time staff on the... <laughs> yeah, I'm full-time getting paid casual rate. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. I get paid you're, for you're a day or two. You're full-time on minimum wage. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> for I'm running an event. Yeah, so... But it's, it's about the passion of the thing. Yeah. And it's yeah, the yeah. people who... Like, I commit a lot of hours to Blazing Spot, but there's also people that commit probably as much hours as me as well, so, doing all sorts of stuff. How does it work with the volunteers? So, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, it's all right. Um, how, how does it work with the volunteers? Like, I, I obviously, I've run into loads this mm-hmm. weekend, and um, the, the thing that struck me is that they, they give their time. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that work? So, basically, the structure of Blazing Swan itself is, like, we have a, a committee who are all volunteer that run the shows there's what eight of us i think on there so there's me there's louis frank kate cat matt angus and ryan and also dan who's not on the committee who should be on the committee again because, um, <laughs> okay. he does more work than most people i know let's give dan a shout yeah then. dan taylor yeti as we call him on, okay. on site yeah he's done over and above what he needs to do yeah um he also event managed with um president who's shay she comes every year um and she helps run the whole event out there with us she's the event manager okay with yeti and they take turns doing 12-hour shifts well they they do 12-hour shifts but they end up doing 16 or 18 hour shifts anyway because they like to hang out and make sure everything's going smoothly i mean these these guys say they 
literally walk around the site and make sure that that it's a safe. Yeah. And, and helping all the volunteers because yeah. from us you've got the vet managers and then you've got all the leads that we have so we've got ranger leads pommy who's been stepping up and doing ranger lead this year who was also involved with outrigger island the problem with it, we got a lot of our crew is like we're um, control freaks and over <laughs> committers and we do so much work everyone does over and above what yeah. they need to do because yeah. they just love doing all this stuff and make sure make sure the event goes smoothly yeah I mean, from a punter's point of view, it's like mm. I, I know I was DJing, but um, but as a punter's point of view, it's um, I thought it was an ex- exceptionally well organised and structured event. I, I, I thought that it looks like that. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know, I, I don't. But it's always it. this thing behind the scenes. It feels like it's not structured and as well as we'd like it to be. But it's from what we see to what the what like yourself see. It's a completely different thing. It's. So I, 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 yeah. I felt I felt it was a very safe environment. Mm. I felt that there was a lot of care taken over, like mm. um, security, like yep. uh, fire. Yep. So obviously burns. Full yep. stop involves a lot of fire. <laughs> Yeah, because being good, because this year we've had, I think we had, was it eight or ten career firefighters come and volunteer their time out with us, um, and yeah, they absolutely loved it. Yeah, yeah, and they were um, happy. They, oh, they're I, more than happy as far the feedback I've got from them so far. Yeah, they loved coming, hanging out because they get to play with fire or putting it out. Yeah, and, and also they get a lot of love. Yeah. Well, if you're a hot fireman who's in, <laughs> yeah, in a calendar, a fi- yeah. the local fireys calendar, and they're cruising around with their um. Was it the bloody suspenders and the fireman's <laughs> yeah. pants on? I think all the girls are sort of like, yeah, ooh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, they, got, they got a bit of love. <laughs> um, so when it, when it comes to like sound camps, is uh, not not even sound camps, camps. Yeah, let's not just say sound theme camps. camps yeah, theme camps. Mm. Um, like how, like I know that you guys. I mean, like it is non non profit. Mm-hmm. So I know that you distribute like um, funds to certain yep. camps and you help. What's the, what's the sort of criteria? So we've got a couple of things. We do art grants and we do theme camp grants. So with because th- to us, bringing a theme camp is it's an art form in itself. Trying to get a theme camp together, and it's a lot of effort that a whole camp goes together to try and bring out a theme. So some of the camps that we've got out there, we've got everything from like the well, pom pom. Let's, let's name a few. Yeah, we've well, got the pom pom palace that create pom-poms and do little things and we're trying to say the cultural appropriation thing with all the little poms coming over oh you, you <laughs> actually like uh, just to backtrack a little bit you do the um, the sacred land stuff oh uh, yeah the welcome to country yeah we welcome do, to country we get, um, the aboriginal we, we, we elders need, we need to talk about it yeah so we have the, lo- the local aboriginal elders up there um don colored and that who are from condinum which is just a town up the road and that's their traditional land from and these are these are Aboriginal people. Yeah, right? from yeah. the land who yeah. yep live, have been living off the land now because Don's now about seventy years old, I believe. Had a good chat with him the other night um, on the Templeburn night actually, and all the stories that they've got from the, from the land and because the, the, the land is their yeah their life giver and it really is sacred. Isn't oh, it? absolutely. Yeah. So they hold a big welcome to country. So they welcome everyone. Who's at the event to their, to, to their land and now give custodianship with them to the land as well. So everyone there is, in, I suppose, responsible for the land and looking the upkeep and care of it, and and the land will look after them as well. So it's yeah. sort of they hold a smoking ceremony where they have fire, and it's mainly about getting the smoke and the cleansing 
and sort of yeah. bringing the smoke. Yeah, it's very, yeah. very traditional thing that we have there. And so yeah, it's quite a beautiful ceremony as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't, I, I wasn't there at Blaze, but I, I experienced it, um, um, Rainbow Serpent. Mm. And I mean, it was really important to yeah. them. And it's, it's like, important to us as well, the whole yeah. connection, because, we're, we're, like, we're a community, and the community includes everyone. Yeah. And the, the ab- Aboriginal community as well, it's like, it's their land, we're holding it on, we're, they're just, they've been there forever and a day, and yeah. so we're so newcomers that, for the land, so getting the blessings for them to use the land is absolutely beautiful for well, us I mean, and necessary. I mean, yeah. it's, mm. um, but, I mean, that's totally in line with the burn mm. oh totally well to me it's totally in line with being a human being this is like know, that's know, what I it know. should be so i mean it's wonderful you guys do this yeah it also like it is important like clearly it's important to you yeah oh, definitely you know um so yeah like um with the camps so back to yeah, the theme camps so what do we have this year i think there was about just shy of 60 theme camps all up Holy shit. So, yeah, and, like, we're a small event, so... For, for, for Perth, I just have to reiterate, Perth is, like, we're just under 2 million people. Yeah, around 2 million people, for, yeah. Like, what I just saw at Blazing Swan was insane mm-hmm. for the size of Perth. Like, I mean, the level of uh, creativity, I, it blew me head off. Glad to hear that, yeah, it um, seems to be, because we had, um, was it, Halcyon from Burning Man community who's quite vocal in the... He does all these videos and stuff. And he came over because we named a street Halcyon and it's named after, well, we said it named after him and it was, it was named after sort of a few things. An and original he, burner. Yeah, and he yeah. came over. He's from Burning Man himself and involved with the Pink Heart camp at Burning Man. He yep. was involved in Backcountry yeah. previous to that as one of the theme back camps country. at Burning Man. Well, I haven't got a T-shirt yeah, on. Yeah, I had yeah, my yeah, Backcountry yeah. shirt on last <laughs> night. Um, but yeah, he, he came over and his mind was blown as well. And it's like, wow, I thought regionals were just about, there were training grounds to go to the Burning Man. Nah, and it's like, he goes now, it's like, wow, this is a burn. This is yeah. this is its own thing. And this is a special. Mm, the community's pretty good. Because we're, we're entrenched in the Fremantle community down here. We're yeah. doing a bit of stuff with the city of Fremantle. Let, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Fremantle a little bit. Because, I mean, there's... Um, where are we now? So this, we're in East we're, Fremantle right now. Right, okay, <laughs> okay. I can best describe it as the San Francisco of Perth. Yeah, it's sort of like the artist yeah bohemian style uh, part or, of Or the Brighton, if you're, if you're yeah. listening to this and yeah. you're from the UK, it's, like, it's the Brighton. Mm-hmm. And so we get all the... I suppose the characters and stuff down here and the very Burning Man-esque sort of style people who love to get together. The house party scene down here is pretty awesome as well. Okay. I, I hardly ever go to bars anymore because we just do house parties and stuff like that. Well, um, like I just uh, to, to, for the listeners to the show, I'm sitting here and we're looking out, looking out the window. It's like your yard is... I can't. Even, I can't even describe it. It's huge. We got a thousand square meter. <laughs> yeah, property. I mean, <laughs> we're, we're sitting in a room. It's like I mean, this is a this is a school room. It's huge. <laughs> like open plan kitchen. It's beautiful. And um, hey, congratulations. Welcome to the hacienda El Cisnein. That's <laughs> it, hacienda. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a wonderful place to live. Mm. And um, we're in Fremantle right now as, yeah. as we're doing this podcast. So, what, what what's the deal with Fremantle? Well, the Fremantle City are fairly progressive in the whole art side of things as well because 
It's a bit of a shame because at the same time that we hold Blazing Swan, they have the, the city of Fremantle hold uh, the street art show. And so Easter, have, is it the Easter, yeah, the Easter, Easter weekend, weekend yeah. they do it. So we're all the way up doing our thing out in Coolan and in, in Fremantle they do big parades down the streets and stuff like that as well. So they, they're quite involved with the um, arts in, in Fremantle. And they're quite forward thinking as a, mm. a government here, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Because we did a, um, last year, we did uh, an art piece, our temple from 2016 Blazing Swan, we built a spiral sort of pyramid thing that you could walk up and the city of Fremantle got us to rejig it and we built a one down the city centre. Oh, really? Yeah, of Fremantle and um, they funded us to, to be able to build that for us. Fantastic. And so, yeah. I mean, there is money available for art. Mm. Oh, absolutely. You know, you know, it's just that, it's, I mean, it's tapping into it, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Because, like, another thing I'm going to go chat with the city of Fremantle this week as we're talking about having a burn in Fremantle. Oh, wow. Yep. So what, in the city? Yeah, well, because oh, wow. we're on the beach down here as well. Yeah, so yeah, we're looking yeah. at doing a burn in one of the local beaches here and making it a, a free event for the whole community. And, and uh, what, what are you talking to? Like the, the, what, I, I guess it's members of parliament here. Or well, the, yeah, this one will be the city of Fremantle itself. So it's the councillors and stuff down yeah. here. Um, and They're quite forward-thinking. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. It's a really cool arts hub. It's a, there's a good university town down here as well, so we've got Notre Dame University based out of there. And Freo is just a really cool sort of, yeah, I, mean, I suppose, a hipster sort of area. It, it, it's very yeah, hipster I mean, I mean, when you say hipster, it makes it sound like shitty, but it's not. No, I it's, mean, a, it's a cool... It's a, it's a beautiful, yeah. beautiful town. You've got your mix of your rat bags, your trash bags, and your artists, and... It's, it's, a, it's a eclectic a mix of all different... Of, yeah, all different all, people. All the, the outcasts of mm. society. Yeah. <laughs> Which are the cool people to hang out with? Yeah, exactly. Because there's always stuff getting done, and yeah, left to centre. But yeah. so, um, so you have plans in the city? Mm-hmm. And, um, let's just backtrack a little bit. So, um, like I think we we're talking some, about theme camps as well. We were yeah, let's, let's go back. About. I mean, um, I came over as a guest for Alliance. Mm. They basically built a Millennium <laughs> Falcon. <laughs> yep, they and built a, what a, it was a seventy five percent of the size yeah. of the Millennium Falcon. So that's friggin' huge. Like a scaled version of the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, it's... And it was yeah. basically a club in the festival. Yep. And um, that's where I was playing. Uh, I, I, look, I'm i going to shout everyone. Uh, the, by the time you hear this, I would have already shouted my crew. Um, like, how the hell, like, do you bring people on and go, like, when when someone goes to you, like, like I, I get, get best example is, like, Obi, mm-hmm. who, who was, like, um, the designer of the Millennium Falcon. Um, I know I know the crew's a lot bigger than Obi, yeah. but um, but when when he goes to you and goes like I want to do this, how 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 do you how like cause I mean I could say to you oh I want to do this we and know, it means nothing how how do you pick, we know Obi and how do you pick people and go yeah I'm going to invest into this because I know it's going to happen well we've got the good old thing and because Perth is so small there's like the one or two degrees of separation so everyone knows someone. Uh, in Perth of each the friends of friends or something like that it's, it's a really tight knit community so um, like Obi is a known he's quite well known throughout our community yeah. if Obi says he's going to do something it's like oh, wow yeah, I, can't, I, mean, I can't wait to see the results of this I mean, it's going to be mean, amazing I mean, he, go, he goes mm. back to like and um, can I just um, just just to for people that don't understand, it's like, Obi goes back into, like, um, it's called Doofs here. 
Yeah, we call them or well, bushduffs is what bushduffs. we bushduffs. Right. Can, you, can you explain this what it is? So basically, obviously, the music goes doof 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 <laughs> doof doof. So here to hold some of the good events, you need to go. They hold technically the bushduffs are illegal. Yeah, and so they have met in the it's just at a random place. They don't tell anyone till last minute where they're being held. Somewhere out it's in a rave. Yeah, basically. it's basically a rave out in the the wilderness, so to speak, where they've got a, a clearing and stuff like that, and they set up all the speakers and generators and go hold their doof. So, yeah, if it's yeah, really I mean, good. This doof was doof. new. To, this this word doof is new mm. to me. Didn't you didn't you guys at Alliance hold a, a doof stick making workshop? Yes. Yeah. So I, know, I didn't understand what it was. Yeah. And then they they basically had they took bits of trees. Yep. And they just made them like really funky yeah, so, so you walk around it's like so there was like a lord of the rings yeah <laughs> but like it was like a luminous <laughs> Duff and, uh, the rings yeah Duff the rings yeah and um i mean i mean like the the crew that, I, that i've i've got involved with is that they they were trying to do workshops every day mm. they had like they were bringing a lot to the party more than just like because they're the old school duff crew from the 90s and stuff yeah. like that so they've been holding parties for a long yeah for time. a long yeah. long time so and they're all sort of at an age now because the, the interesting thing about blazing swan is the age the average age of people going there is pretty around about your 30 year old right sort of okay age. because it takes a lot of planning to to come to a burn because yes, yes. it's a lot of work it's not just oh i'm going to go to a festival and um go see a couple it's of bands play yeah, I mean, it's a different yeah. and also it's like you kind of need to bring something to the yeah, party exactly it's a whole it's a community so it's a well as Burning Man puts it, it's an experiment in temporary community. So it's um, seven days of living together as a temporary community right. and getting on with each other and having... Because de decommodification is one of the principles, which is no money is allowed to be there at all. The thing about gifting or... Yeah, gifting. Yeah, because uh, yeah, yeah. gifting is the term that we use as burners, but um, it's giving something with... Uncon it's an unconditional gift. It's like, yeah. I don't want anything back, just a smile or... The enjoyment if you try to say if i give you something and you go oh i've got something for you it's like that just takes away from the whole experience I, it's I, like yeah. i want to give you something and i want you to appreciate why i'm just giving you something that's all i want back and yeah. i don't want any, i don't want anything in return it's a gift yeah like, so it's and if you do that there's more to give in a community so there's no transaction so to speak it's more of a i'm giving this to you because you're worthy well, i mean I, I'm worthy. I, I, i've had this mm. conversation with uh, kimbo like mm. um, one of the alliance crew and uh, they they brought me over, and um, I've, I can't thank them enough. Mm. Um, and I said to them, "It's like, what you know? What can I do? What can I do?" And he his exact words is like, "They've done fundraisers, they've done this." And his thing was like, "No, you're a gift. That's our gift to the community." And yep. and I mean, it blew me away. <laughs> like, and and I made such an effort to try and um, fill those boots. Yeah. You know. it's, it's it makes people feel valued the gifting thing it's and like help yeah and get involved it's like wow i've got value it's like i'm i'm valuable as a as a person or I who know, i am I know. and it's so, it's beautiful that's the sort of thing we try to push out there i don't yeah. think i'm a great gift but i was very, i wasn't too i, I had was, a pretty good dance <laughs> i was very flattered by yeah. the whole thing and like next year is that i'm going to come out to australia early i'm going to do some fundraisers and i like the, I've been to Burning Man like three times. That's not a lot in the scheme of things, mm. but I have no ambitions to go back. I mean, I was overwhelmed last time mm. I was there. It went from like maybe forty thousand to seventy thousand, 
And um, I have no ambition to go back. And I don't mean that disrespectful to Burning Man. It's like, it's amazing. It should be on your bucket list. You should go. Yeah. Um, but, oh, it's, a, but, it's a place to go. It's, yeah. it's, it's mind-blowing how Absolutely. the scale of Burning Man, like we're not even a little suburb at Burning Man. But mm. what I just experienced last weekend, I, I, I thought that it had charm. I mm. thought it had like real inspiration. It's like... It, I, I, I fell in love with it. Yeah. I genuinely did. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say that to you. Yeah. Oh, it's and excellent. Well, we yeah. fell in love with you too. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to like the sound, like the camps, yep. theme camps. Yeah. I know like um, a big one is uh, Papa Zahn's. Yep, Papa Zahn's, um, which we were originally called God Said Yes. <laughs> is that what it was yeah, originally so called? We started that, so it was Frank Mitchell and myself, um, we're sort of like we want to put a camp and God said yes, but obviously we're on the organising committee. We had the time we're a working committee, so everyone on the committee actually had roles of organising stuff. So I was involved with running theme camps and doing the greater sort of looking after everyone yeah. out there and Frank was doing all the arts and stuff like that. So we had basically full-time jobs at Blazing Swan doing yeah. that and then we wanted to put a theme camp on ourselves because that's we wanted to burn so of we course, could, yeah. we could you, put our stuff on but you want to contribute something yeah, as well and then it's realised hang on we're doing all the organising so we don't have time to do theme camps but so it went through um, we had uh, Frankie's sister Maddie there and Lara and Jez um, boss who all the crew down with where Frankie's from down at Bailing Up a couple of hours south of here and they all got involved as well and my can, God. Can, we, can we can we just um, the only reason we mention this is to, um, can we just explain what they did well let's I'll, I'll go through briefly because when we had the, it's beautiful so we had God said yes and Papa Zahn sort of melding together and the second year we had um, uh, Camp Anita which is a Burning Man camp okay. which a lot of Aussies go to and so a lot of the Americans come over to Blazing Swan to enjoy that and they were all camp with Papa Zahn's God said yes and Camp Anita so I think we ended up well, I turned the well. A few of us turned the phrase uh, "camp." God said, "I need a papazan." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, as uh, like papazans this this year. Mm. I mean, you walked in there; they had a water feature. So they've got a big, <laughs> so they've got a big stretch tent because they they run a bit of a stretch tent company in their own thing, and then they have the stretch tent. And because this this year's theme was elemental, even though it was backcountry, but ele- okay. elemental. And so they got a, one of the locals out there to supply a heap of water for them, and they had this water feature. Water for yeah. And it's like in the middle it of the tent. It was amazing. It's like a wooden floating duck, because we call our swan the duck. It's okay. called the duck. A, a wooden duck floating around, and, a, and there's a lion and a leopard or something on the thing, with all these yeah, ferns around lighting. it. And it had like this beautiful like arch that you walk under, mm. which was all lit with LEDs. Flowers and, and flowers. all sorts of stuff everywhere. Was, I mean, you can walk into that camp with no music on and it was the it most serene yeah. it's beautiful um, so yeah I mean I mean, I just want to give I want to give those guys yeah because um, was it uh, so was it Swami um, built an amazing DJ booth there as well which looked like the front of the ark so all this wooden barwick sort of like a front of a boat and a I mean, handle that was going off because well. obviously we have every year at blazing swan it normally pours trenchly with rain and this is something i heard i didn't yeah. experience it yeah, it was no rain well, it was it had a little bit a of rain tiny it, bit. it was it just kept the dust down yeah it was beautiful yeah. this year was absolutely beautiful but the first year we held it um we had 75 mils of rain which is about three or four inches um in a couple of hours on the night of the swan burn we're like 
we're going to bring the burn of the swan early because we know there's huge storms coming through. We need to get this sorted out. And um, but it ended up running on time because every burn runs late. So bringing right. it forward made it run normally. And um, it was absolutely amazing. It absolutely poured down. And the hilarious thing is, Serge, who owns the property that we hold it on, um, he's is this, is this the family? This uh, is the family. Yeah, the Lukaskis that live out there. So Serge is he's about seventy as well, and he was down in his tidy whities his the big jocks. <laughs> Doing a big chicken dance at the front of the swan as we're burning after we burnt the swan, and it's like the rains are coming because it's like amazing rains out there for the wheat yeah. belt because they grow wheat out there. It's a yeah. wheat and sheep farm um, when we're not out there, right? And so he he was super stoked, and every all the farmers loved us because yeah. we bring the rain every year. Um, we've got to say that um, the sunsets and the sunrises mm. are like something to. I mean, I've like I, I live in London. I you know we have light pollution. Mm. I looked at the sky while we oh, the night there. sky there is and amazing. The night, I mean, mm. you can see the fucking Milky Way. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. I remember having an English friend, she came over, and she goes, oh, it's a bit cloudy tonight. We're like, no, that's the Milky Way. That's what it looks it's like normally. Unbelievable. Yeah. And also, let's talk about these big rocks. So we've got the main big rock we've got out there is Gillikin Rock, which is yeah. overlooks. We're not actually, that's not in actual where we hold the event, overlooks it. And then we've got Cave Rock. Which is a big one. We look over the it's sort of between the temple and the effigy, the swan, and then we've got a we've got a couple other rocks there. So there's one. Can we, we talk about cunt rock? Yeah, we're talking about. <laughs> so I'm getting to that one right now. We call it Tanuk Rock, so to make it more family friendly. But um, so this rock called Cunt Rock. Um, it's a big deal out there. Yeah, oh yeah, oh absolutely. It's a it's an interesting also debate about artistic freedoms i suppose and yeah. it's how it pro- pokes and prods things so i'll, I'll go to the background yeah, go on, go how, um, so good. how cunt rock uh, sort of started so where cunt rock is we have like our f- sort of like what burning man call their first camp is like where all the crew and stuff yeah. camp up but before we camped there it used to be god said yes papazans and all that sort of stuff so papazans were set up there and they had these two big art pieces which were words with lights in them and stuff like that. And so their big thing with Papazans or also with Campanita is love cunt. Love the two words love and cunt. So depends Australian. on how you how you how you so feel. Australian. Yeah. Well, because in Australia the word cunt is an interesting sort of word. It can mean so many different things. Yeah. Like I can, no, I, mean, I can I mean, call you a cunt, and that means you're a fucking awesome dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. L- look cunt. at this cunt. Yeah, yeah. yeah fucking. And then we we need sick to, we, cunt. Because the thing is, I have to say, it's like a massive percentage of people that listen to this podcast are actually American. Yeah. And and in America, that's a really offensive word. Oh, yeah. But here in Australia, oh, it's still offensive to some people. It's it's depends on the, it. It's with your mates. It's not a bad word. Yep. Um, and you don't use it in certain situations yeah. because <laughs> it is still a highly offensive word. Um, but what we had is um, they had the words cunt and love written in about, what, a metre, 1.2 metres tall um, and probably about, what, four or five metres across. Yeah. And so someone had grabbed... You can, you can see it from the site anyway. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's huge. So this was supposed to be sitting inside Papazans. It was for their it was their decor in their camp. Right. Someone had grabbed it and put it on top of this rock so everyone could see it everywhere. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> You can't rock, and they put it up there, and it's like I think a few people took offence to it as well, and someone actually stole it one night. Oh really? Yeah, they took it down, and um, because because this glows. Like, oh yeah, at I night mean, time it's, it's got lights yeah, all through yeah. it and flashes yeah. and all sorts of stuff. 
and so I think what it was so that happened in the second year so on the map on the third year we wanted to put it in there but that's why we call it Tanuk so it, yeah. it wasn't um, so offensive so yeah and that's how I mean, I mean I mean I have to say it's like every time I walk past it and we were talking like it's a massive rock in the yeah. middle of nowhere yeah it's just right. a big the, the people, crop of yeah granite, I, I, I can't something. even describe it it's a ba- basically it's a big rock mm. and it, well because people well, sort of know if tourists and stuff here about wave rock which is not far away yes, from where yeah, we yeah, are yeah, yeah yeah so we have these big rock outcrops all through that area throughout australia with these big outcrops obviously we've got um uluru or airs rock i mean in they're the center. definitely ice age aren't they these, these no, rocks are pretty old yeah they're yeah. probably from even before that <laughs> I, I like i i walked past this cunt rock so many times mm. and this is what made me laugh is that but like at four o'clock in the morning like the sea yep it wasn't on, on <laughs> yep. right and it just said unt in it and the tea was just flashing on and off <laughs> it wasn't even on yeah. and then, i thought and it was like turning a leech each letter on each night or something like that, so yeah. they spelt the word by the fourth and night it just went, and, 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 the, and the tea was just flashing yeah. and i was just standing there going like this is so Aussie. it's like they just don't give a fuck Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but um, it's also about artistic expression as well. It's like, uh, yeah, it's, exactly. You're there to provoke and create, I suppose, dialogue or anything like that and provoke thought. Yeah. And so it, why is it such an offensive word? There was, uh, I was looking at it laughing. Mm. That's so fucking funny. I didn't find any offence in it. Mm. But, I mean, obviously I'm... Everyone's different and everyone yeah, has their own perspectives yeah. and, and sort of influences that have... Uh, sort of built built who they are yep. through that bringing and stuff like that and some people too take offence which is valid for them but yeah and then uh, you have this massive rock which is out the back of the swan yep. um, I don't know I don't know cave rock is the one we call yeah, the so that's the big rock. one that it's goes huge. up yeah I mean it's the most beautiful place on earth that you mm. sit there and watch the sunset and sunrise yeah because you can I mean, watch amazing you can sit on that and watch the sun ro- uh, sort of set behind the temple yeah and so there's also sheep in the back paddock behind that. So the sheep are running across yeah, yeah, and create the dust. Sheep, and yeah. yeah, just a magical sort of night. And also, also like the sun rise is like... Across I, the lake. Yeah. I can't I can't describe it, but um, I'll, I'll do my best. Is that, um, There's this salt lake. And at one moment, as the sun comes up, you get these two suns. Yeah, the, the reflection, reflection off the water. Yeah. And I mean, I can't, I can't recommend this festival highly enough. It's not a festival. I, it's not a festival. Is it? No, it's not. No. <laughs> festival is something that's put on by people. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, or no, by no. organisation. But how, how, would you, how would you describe it? What would you call Blazes Finally, what, what is well, it? Well, it's, it's similar to Burning Man, and it's like it's a community that gets together. It's a celebration of community that what they've been doing throughout the year, um, and all the efforts and everything they put together, yep. and fundraisers and everything that people do, and then we go out there and celebrate what we've done and all the crazy art that we've built. And amazing things that everyone's done, and it's like we get to enjoy it all. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, just for just for argument's sake, is that um, if anyone's listening to this and they're interested in going, mm-hmm. it's like um, how how would you prepare someone for, for <laughs> what, what you do? I mean, I, I mean, I mean, like this is the big thing about Burning Man for for me personally, and like I'm not, I'm going to say this out loud, is that um, it's it's huge, it's overwhelming, mm-hmm. like. It, I don't quite know where you would even begin, but with Blaze, I mean, it's the early days of that community yeah. giving, sharing, 
Um, what what would you suggest to anyone that's that's thinking about going? The best thing is obviously get involved with a theme camp because theme camps help you. It's gonna well, it's, it's and, a bit of both because sometimes you don't know which crew you're gonna gel with. And can you do this via the internet? Like, like yeah, well, like, so because we don't advertise pretty much yeah, at all apart yeah. from Facebook and our website. Um, We've got a couple of Facebook pages. We've got, obviously, the Blazing Swan Facebook page, right? which we do a bit of minimal stuff on there. But there's the community page that we run, Blazing Swan Community yep. Hub or page or something, I think it's called. And that's got the whole, like, there's about seven or 8,000 people on there now. Right. And they express all the stuff and help people out and give ideas. But it's always, it's online so, I mean, as well. I mean, so. I mean, if you know mm. nothing, you're not connected with any, like... What? Um, well, just post something up and just say, I'm yeah, just for a seeing camp. what what you're keen to do, what you yeah. invo- what you like doing, what's your interest. And there's a camp that sort of and so someone might will, someone to reach your out to you. Yeah, normally you just, we've had a few people come through. Travelers have hooked up and joined different camps and yep. stuff like that. Um, I know the Rainbow Tribe crew have been. Uh, taking on a few hilarious oh yeah all the body painting and watched them build their camp and they're all wearing speedos yep (laughs) it was just the funniest (laughs) shit i've ever seen they're amazing i mean it was just like dudes just wearing speedos yeah building a massive camp yeah yeah rain and wick who managed that one who's um they're involved with Blazing Swan community quite hugely. They're involved okay. with us. So. so someone will reach out if yeah. If, if, not normally you'll you, find someone. But if you if you put your hand up and go, I, I want to be mm. involved. Someone, yep. someone, someone. Grab Try and hold find it. out what what skill sets skill sets you've got and yeah. working. How do you fit in with certain camps and what your tastes are? Yeah. Because like we've got camps like we've got Outrigger Island, which is one of the camps that do <laughs> we, a, we they do a tiki bar. We're going to do a we, shout we, out we, to God Break. So um, I built the stairs. Oh, you well, I didn't build them. I, so without I you, they'd, they'd be nothing because no one can get in there. <laughs> I arrived and, um, I, I mean, I, I wanted to contribute, but um, the camp that I was in, Alliance, I mean, they had, like, great manpower, everyone. Mm. Like, they're skilled tradesmen yep. and built this they're amazing. Builders, yeah. But um, me and my friend Gooders, like, we, we are we're the outrakers. <laughs> <laughs> we just tried to go get some scrap wood to yep. build some stairs. And, I mean... It was wonderful. It was, one, it was wonderful because, like, later on, when, when when I got to know the crew, it was like they they were so happy that, like, yeah. you know, that you dedicated a little bit of time. Because even if you'd come out, like, to Blazing Swan and just go camp in the general camping area. Yeah, just get involved. And it's like, it's fi- what the main thing of Blaze is about is finding a gap and filling that gap. Yep. And if yep. there's something that you're good at, you can go and fill that gap. And it's like building stairs. Someone needed help with doing something. There's always camps that are... That need help. Yeah, they need help because they're, yeah. they're building some amazing structures because I think the Outrigger Island, they it's built a... T- a it's tiki bar. It was a tiki bar. It's beautiful, a full tiki bar. Beautiful, mm-hmm. And um, they built a scaffold structure that was fully enclosed. Yep. This is the first year to be enclosed because... Normally we have the weather, I think, because they enclose themselves. We didn't get rain this year. So. Right. Okay. <laughs> and um, any, anyone listening to this, I'm going to post some stuff on my page. So if you're interested in seeing what went on and see some of the sound camps and, and not the theme camps. Mm. Okay, yeah, because every, everything's a theme camp. It's like, it's where do you, the sound camps, because it's mainly their pro- primary gift is sound. Yeah. So you've got some rigs out there. So what God said, no, the function one sound system and stuff going on and all that sort of. Yep. Jazz, so God like, said no. It's just yeah. Do you know what? So I went to God said no. Like I mean, like it's a big stage. I mean, it probably takes um, like 
this side of 800 to 1,000 people in the state. Yep. Um, and I went there in like the half, daytime. Half of the community. <laughs> and um, and um, we, they had a wine, wine and cheese tasting day. <laughs> and they had all these like um, ravers <laughs> drinking wine and eating cheese. Eating. It was the funniest shit I've yeah. ever seen. And I loved it. I, I, loved yeah. the, I loved the way that it was like, no, we're just going to draw a line under it. It's like, no, we're going to do something yeah. completely different. <laughs> Absolutely. And I loved that. I, I loved yeah. that. And that, I, I think, I think with, with Burning Man is that it's hard. Uh, you know, I, all of this stuff goes on. Mm-hmm. But it's so overwhelming. It's so big. The great thing about um, Blaze was that, like, you can see see yeah, everything, and appreciate and find everything, it and, and create friendships that yeah. are long lasting as well. See, I mean, I mean, I've met. I mean, like, I'm going next year. Yeah, I'm, I'm sold. Cool. Um, but the thing that I loved about it was that, like, the the camps they like you can go there. They remember you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, you're not lost. Because like we, we have the way it's set up. It's like at the end you got the No Limits crew, the French yeah. crew there. Oh, we did this time. They had I a big, talk big party to last night as well. I but know. Yeah. I well, I popped down. They done a after party. Didn't yeah, they, the after blaze party. Yeah. down in the central Fremantle. But yeah, their camp because they went. Well, their first year was last year, and um, they'd they're. French crew that love their techno and, yeah. and these no limits sort of li- tells you what they're about. There is no limits. They just like to pound oh, nice. music. And also they give a free bar. Yeah, this year they, I spoke to them and they go, wow, we totally get what it's about now. We, yeah. We're going to create a garden space and yep. we're going to bring a bar and yeah. it's not just music. It's about the whole experience of what you're doing yep. out there. So and they've I mean, stepped it up amazingly this year. I mean, every, every time that I went to No Limits, it's like the bar was just open mm-hmm. and all they were doing, shot, 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 shot tequila shots. Yep. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was relentless. Yeah. And um, these guys, um, I, I play a lot in France. So I, I like we, we had a little connection because mm-hmm. um, they... they that I mean, they came from uh, Montpellier, yeah. And um, I mean, I mean, they're playing f- awesome techno, oh, like world class yeah. techno. I mean, the DJing skills, I mean, is second to none. Yeah, that did. And like, I had a good chat with them at Outriggers afterwards, and they mm-hmm. said that they're going to take this. They're going to take their stage. They're going to do what they do, and they're going to South America. Yeah, they should off for South America in six yeah, months' time. Amazing. I was chatting with them last night, and they go. We might actually come back to Blaze after <laughs> while we're in South America. We just fly back for Blaze. That's they're, so funny. Yeah, they're an amazing crew. And it's like because it's all down because that's the sound cap sort of alley that we have down through there. We like you got shady nasties or Shadai nasties or shady dynasties or whatever they're calling themselves this year. Who they have their sound camp in a big stretch tent and they had a ball pit in there this year that everyone sort of loved the ball pit hanging out in their camp. And it's like... Oh, the ball pit. The ball pit, yeah. Oh, my God. It's getting to the point now where there's so much going on. The sexy Jesus comp. The sexy Jesus. Yeah. What was the other one about where everyone, everyone wear like... The these? Grundies. The, yeah, the great, the, what's it called? I think we call it here. It's called the Great American Grundy Walk-Off. They have it at Burning Man at Campanita, <laughs> which is the great Aussie Grundy Walk-Off. So it's wearing your undies um, and just looking as sexy as you can and doing a performance <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. I think the fireman won it this year. Oh, really? Yeah, for obvious reasons. <laughs> um, but there's all, like there's all sorts of stuff. They've got rum punch Sundays happening yep. at Coasis. Coasis, which is another Coasis, not yeah. big sound camp. Right, well, theme camp. They're a cross me. between a theme and a sound camp because they have everything from live music to yoga to um, they do workshops on how to make beer and stuff like that. Right. 
and all there's just a, such a myriad of things that, that they do down there and because they, they've created they're a lot of what upcyclers is what they call themselves oh, okay. and stuff like that. so they built their original tent out of reused billboards and stuff like that and this year they went the first year they've got a new stretch tent and we're like Ooh, a stretch tent. I don't know if that's going to feel the same vibe as what Coasis is. Yep. Walked in there and was like, wow, this is Coasis. I, mean, I, w- I went there on an 80s Vagabond. They were playing of- 80s music all yep. my life. Yeah. And, um, I loved it. Oh, I loved it. It was just, I was quirky. Can I just give something a shout? Yeah. The Prince Toilet. Oh, yeah. I, I only found about this afterwards. Oh, I heard about the Prince God. Toilet. I'm going to post this up. Yeah. Basically, somebody like in a porter cabin, like yeah, Portaloo, Portaloo yeah. had done a shrine to Prince. Yeah. And when put I a say purple shrine, light in there or something they, like that. They, yeah, they, they basically put um, like a uh, purple, uh, like, uh, I'm describing it, but you, you can't see. But um, they put um, pur- purple like wallpaper. Yeah. Like, but it was all like uh, up the sides and they had like pictures of Prince. They had, um, a little electric guitar yeah. or a little guitar and there thing. Was a, there was a raspberry beret <laughs> in there. Was and uh, when you sat in the toilet, there was this shrine to Prince, like all these like the, the best moments. Yeah. And uh, there was throughout the whole festival. I, I listen, when, when I discovered this toilet, I didn't go anywhere else. <laughs> like, it toilet. always had candles in it <laughs> they're joysticks right and they always had toilet paper right and there was a queue Prince any, provides yeah <laughs> at any time of the day there was this queue outside this porter cabin yeah because it was like Prince's shrine oh awesome I know and it was so so good and what I loved about it was like that somebody went this to that is, effort this is that's what, their gift this is my gift yeah and I loved it I absolutely yeah. loved it I understand that it was so tranquil well, it's like um, I don't know Burning Man. There's the torts they have where they've got the danger tape across them. It's probably high secret sort of stuff. I don't think most people know about it now. Um, it's like it looks, it looks like it's closed. Yep. But you actually open it, and it's like an immaculate toilet that's looked <laughs> after, and it's got all the hand sanitizers, perfumes, and yep. everything inside it. So it's like one of those primo toilets that you it's you funny, dream about it? to yeah. go see it, like a going to a portaloo <laughs> i mean i mean with, with the site have you, have you been to rainbow serpent never never been to rainbow serpent um, i mean they've got a permanent mm. site yeah. so they have like um toilets set up there and, like, the one thing that blew me away by um uh, this is how i met the alliance crew mm. was at, um, rainbow serpent what, one of the things that blew me away was that um they have these uh uh what do you call it um organic um I don't know what kind of the words you use it, but basically, they have like um, they have a little like a bit of a sawdust. Oh yep. So uh, so it's the it's the long drops the yeah. toilets, the long drop toilets, which uh, yeah, you go in there, do your business, and then yeah. throw some I mean, sawdust on top of it. It didn't smell. Mm. It really, no, no, they're, I mean, re- they're really good, those toilets. Really, really, yeah. I mean... Um, the composting I mean, toilets. Yeah, yeah. compost, that's mm. it, compost toilets. Mm. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Um, but, um, I mean, that blew me away, because yeah. obviously it's a permanent site. Uh, with you guys, is that um, speaking to the Alliance crews, that, that I think that the site themselves, they start to be opening up to, this is a bit more of a permanent thing. Yeah, I think it, we're looking at it's going to be there for a fair while. Yep. Um, yeah. And they've given you they've given you some space to store stuff. And yeah. So we've got sea containers stored up there already with Theme Camps Alliance has got their stuff up there. Papazans, another big camp. Uh, the lab. We've got their the stuff. lab. Yeah, yeah. The lab are amazing yeah. sort of crew. That's like a science based um, camp. 
that um, they built a big dome and they got this, um, what do they call those rocket tents? Um, star tents, I think they're called. And so they had these amazing, what are those things called where you put your hand on those purple sort of uh, electro things? Okay, you yeah. Put, they go to your fingers. They had them on the bar taps. So they, they poured green tea and coffee and stuff like that out of them. And yeah, all that sort of stuff. And their science thing is amazing. They've got a big dome tent where they've got all these lasers and um, big, they're a big drum and bass crew as well. Right, okay. they, they love that sort of stuff. I mean, I mean, Perth loves their drum and bass. Oh, they I, love the breaks as well. Yeah. Well, I'm I a breaks fan myself. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, that's how I got started in this town. Yeah. Breaks um, and, yeah. Can I, can I, can, we have to talk about Church of Belligerence. Uh, the Church of Religions. Yeah. Um, fuck off. We have. <laughs> fuck you, I think, is their um, greeting. <laughs> these guys, are like, I'm just going to say you my experience with this crew, mm-hmm. is that I went up there and had this guy playing a ukulele, mm-hmm. doing this like, really nice sort of like, um, like kind of folky songs on the ukulele. And every in between every song, he, he, he took a break and they're playing like death metal. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly song. who they are. And, uh, I mean, I wandered up there. and I mean, it was it was amazing. I walked up there and at one point they had this girl, she's obviously an acrobat because, mm-hmm. I mean, they built a church and it had a, had a burning cross outside. Yeah, a flaming cross on the roof, yeah. And they had this girl hanging from the ceiling and all they were doing was going like, you're shit, you're awful, but we hate you. <laughs> yeah. And they were just being belligerent yeah. to this guy that was hanging from the ceiling, yeah. like as an acrobat. And, it, and uh, every time I ordered a drink, I was like, oh, I'll take a beer. And they'd give you a beer, and then they, like, they'd pour the beer and go, is that cool? And I'd go, yeah. And then they'd just put vodka in it. Or they would just put, <laughs> yeah. put like rum in it. And yeah. I'd be like, ah, oh, Fuck. Okay, like, if I have they, to. They ruined every drink. And then yeah. and I'd like, go, oh, thanks. And they go, fuck you. <laughs> That's their greeting, the fuck you greeting. Yeah, yeah I mean, Church of the Belligerents. I mean, it was so well thought out. The artwork is Yeah, like, the contrast to a lot of the other stuff there, I think, works in perfectly. Yeah, oh, man. Because that's, that's what the whole thing is about, expressing the different. Well. Yeah. They did the, the whole lot. They had a little fire there. They, on the last night, they had. Um, it was the second last night. They had a movie showing out there. Oh, my God. I have to say I had this. to go set that up for them. And but the thing is, is, like, I went up there and I was watching this girl hanging from the cinema, spinning this girl round, right, totally and utterly abusing her. Yeah. Right? And outside... They had um, they had a big screen like a, a like a like a movie screen, and all they had was the Windows little startup <laughs> thing on yeah. it. It was like they clearly could have put something on, but they didn't. didn't yeah. And I loved Fuck the you. fact, that it like, and it just had the little like Windows symbol. Yeah. <laughs> Because they also do the in the mornings they do the heavy metal yoga or the yeah. black heavy metal, metal yoga. yoga. Yeah, that black was metal yoga. One. I think what it was. I mean, yeah. I, I have to give those guys props. Yeah. Because, I mean, and they do the ice deliveries as well because we yeah. give out free ice at Blazing oh, really? Swamp. Yeah, mm. the, the, the nuns, the hot nuns, the hot nuns. <laughs> yeah, they're telling you to fuck <laughs> off and um, yeah, repent and all that sort of stuff, and then they give you ice. I mean, what a wonderful camp! Yeah. But I heard these guys are like they're teachers and, and doctors. That's that's the fat camp. Oh, is that the fat camp? Right. Yeah. So the faraway tree tribe. Okay. So the ones, well, most of the ones, so you got, yeah, with the belligerent ones, they're, they're just normal people. It's like oh, every, okay. every day of the things. I mean, the, the, 
the burning cross is yeah, the, quite pretty awesome. <laughs> it's a massive burning cross yeah, outside. And then they have the nuns with flamethrowers as well, yeah, doing yeah. all that sort of stuff. And there's a burning tree, I think, on the Angus, one of our committee members had built and stuff like that. And yeah. Yeah, for them. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, I was taken away um, by the whole the whole event. It's like, the, the reason we're having this conversation is like, I really want, I wanted to document. Mm. And I, I, it'd be, and it's lovely that like, that you've, taking a bit of time out and you can explain yeah what it is and also you're not thanks for the opportunity no i mean you're you're not selling it it's like i mean this is this is what loan my podcast is about Mm. is about like um we we've all know what djs go through so fucking like yeah yeah first world fucking problems about fucking flights and shit what you what you what you've just told us and what you've just indulged i i can't thank you enough because i i loved it Mm. i loved it i cannot recommend this event highly enough you know like like you just said is um, get involved even just come and just free camp and stuff like you'll find a place you just go and ask people if they need help or find find the gap it's basically yeah. what it is it's what what all burns are about is there any, anyone you want to give a shout to i mean yeah there's a big crew and i know there's a lot well, of people like, well we've got the crew that have been building out there the dpw crew which is what well, the department of public works which is yep. taken off of burning man and so which louis has been in charge of but loz has stepped up huge lorry caddy from our crew who's just basically been the backbone of the whole dpw crew and all the people that helped him we've got like cowboy um helping out we've had story time come over from the u.s who's been involved with the burns a few times yep. and help us out and there's just been so many volunteers like i couldn't even the, we've got, we've got a couple hundred volunteers that help us out to no end and i'm never going to get all of their names in and stuff like that straight off the bat what do you do if, if you want to go to blaze what, what would you suggest um, check out our website. We've got Wick and all that have been, and John Kelly and all that crew have been spending a heap of time creating what we call a survival guide, okay. which is specialised for Blazing Swan, which is available on the website um, to download. It's a lot of information. Okay. It's probably I mean, just a lot of reading to do, but it'll tell you everything you need to know. Right. But like a burn, like I think the classic saying is trying to describe what Blazing Swan or Burning Man or any burn yeah. is, is like trying to describe colour to a blind person. You're never going to capture it yeah. because it's different to each person who goes yeah. out there, and each experience is completely different, and which is what makes it so beautiful. Yeah, and um, yeah, just join the the Facebook group is probably the easiest way to yeah. get in contact and, and communicate. And, and, yeah, straight away. But yeah, that's the way to go. And the community will always the always opening with welcome up, uh, open arms. Yeah, yeah I, I'm going to come next year. Oh, I hope so. I'm not going to miss it. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, thank you, dude been my absolute pleasure likewise and, um, been this lovely shooting the shit with you yeah definitely so there you go another episode of lowering the tone done and dusted ollie's a nice guy isn't he right i think that's it from me um, last track and if you want to get in touch head off to loweringthetone.london see ya